And we're broadcasting. Hey, everybody. Patrick here, the host and curator of Yes, This Is Podcast. Um, If you've been listening, thank you very much. I appreciate all the feedback. It's been positive. People have a few uh, issues with uh, me saying, um, that's okay. I'm not a professional. It's been over probably 18 years since I've been on the radio, so I will work on that. A little bit of house cleaning. We lost the sponsor. Sorry, Butterfly Park in Abington. Sorry I didn't like uh, me questioning how successful you could have been after 9-11. Sorry that when the towers fell, I questioned whether or not butterflies were the appropriate thing to look at. So that's on me. Moving on, uh, we have a special sort of episode of Yes, This Is Podcast. Uh, Me and my friend, Emily, we decide, hey, let's do a music podcast. And then I was like, well, how are we going to release this? And I was like, who gives a shit? Let's just put it under Yes, This Is Podcast. So we got together with my friend Scott, and we recorded a podcast about a band called Cockatoo Twins. They're a band that we never had heard before. we had two weeks to study up. We got together, didn't discuss anything, and now we have a podcast. So this isn't going to be the usual sort of hot takes of the usual the Yes, This Is podcast. It's going to be a little different, but I think you'll enjoy it. We had a lot of fun recording it, and uh, thank you for listening, and we'll be back probably this week with a, I don't know, something. We'll be back with something. What is it called when like you start? So- What's a cold intro to something? Like cold a cold open? intro Not would cold be. Cold open. Yeah, well, it's the same thing. Yeah, well, I don't know what you're looking for. Like a cold intro to a podcast would just be us talking, right? Sure. Okay. I feel like most kind of pick up mid conversation after the hellos. Yeah. Well, hello. Is this going to be distracting? The big uh, West Bromwich. It's halftime soon. Okay. So good. Once Rebecca gets on the screen, yes. All right. Cool. All right. Hey, everybody. How are hey, you? Doing well. How are you? I just turned it louder and set it down. How are we all doing today? Pretty good. Pretty good. All right. No complaints. All right. Cool. That's great. Well, hey, this is a... I do have uh, one complaint. Uh-oh. What is it? Why are you scheduling this at noon on an 80-degree Saturday? <laughs> I wasn't prepared. The whole like genesis of doing this was based around the pandemic, which... I, I thought we were doing Cocteau Twins. <laughs> uh, well, is there wow, a bank called... I'm surprised you knew Genesis. Cock- oh, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I wanted to do it because of like... I, w- I thought I could be I was going to be bored and I could like teach myself all this equipment and then it, it I realized I needed content and that's the worst part is recording everything. I get nothing out of it. I hate doing it. What do you mean? You I like researching no the satisfaction I like researching the equipment. Mm-hmm. I like googling like how to make a podcast and people are like, "Oh, there's a cool mic." Or I told you the story of the counterfeit mic. That's researching exciting. Researching equipment sounds awful. That's that's part incorrect. Of, that, being part. a guy, that's like the best thing <laughs> in the world. You find a new thing, a new toy, you figure everything out about it, and then you buy the one you want. Yeah. No. That's n- I'm out. <laughs> that'd be like, okay, here's a similar, like, if you're a girl and you're looking up a recipe, it's the same thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I mean, if you buy a new TV, you put, especially you, you'll put, like, two weeks worth of Here's work. what I do. I email Scott and say, tell me what I should buy. Okay. And then it's done. But he, that's, he gets yeah. off on the research. That's right. 
I mean, win win then. Okay. Well, I liked. Okay, so I, I've already worked with like five different microphones, and to find the ones I like, those two are Amazon Basics, which I think sound pretty good, and. I'm using a counterfeit ripoff Chinese microphone, which I love. I love counterfeit products. Pairs well with your shirt. <laughs> I know. I'm in a, I'm basic, my shorts are really Adidas, though, so I'm not completely. I only see two stripes. No, there's three. All right. I actually believed you for a second. <laughs> All right. So let's get into why we're doing this, why we're recording, the whole idea behind this. I hate, hate, hate when people describe their podcast as like an episode. I don't know why. It bothers me. But how would you distinguish one recording from the next, if not episode? A drop or something. Like an album? No. Um, (laughs) If you're, okay, so if you're doing a radio show, you don't call every radio show an episode. Broadcast? But you're not broadcasting. If you're doing a radio show, you are. That's true. I thought you meant a podcast. Broadcasting is like going out over the air. Yeah. Well, this is officially, though, a pilot. Thanks for mansplaining that to me. (laughs) This is a pilot episode, though, in all honesty this might work this might not work but i always how long have we talked about doing this for can i talk about past ideas or is that yeah you can talk about for future talk about all the ideas so you approached me um i don't know two years ago Mm -hmm. with doing a podcast called my first album yep that was a good one where we talk to various people about the first album they ever bought and then they can go into why and yeah well with every passing day that becomes more of a distant memory like i have yeah. trouble remembering like i remember my parents first got a cd player was like 1989 and they had kenny g jackson Oof. brown don henley and i at the time like i did not like any of it but i listened to it so yeah. you know i you didn't like any don henley when you were a kid no i liked boys of summer but that wasn't really i don't i i think that i just no, I hated all of it. Jackson Brown? Nope. Running, Running on, on it. I, no, I like it way more now than I did back then. Like, I knew this wasn't for me. Okay. So, what were some of the first records you ever got that you heard through there, your parents? There was a lot of Phantom of the Opera. Oh, my God. Don't know why. Now yeah. you're out on musicals, so. I thought he was going to say, out, out of the closet, <laughs> with Phantom of the Opera. That's so weird. I, I know your parents. tracks pretty well. Yeah. That they don't seem like they would listen to that. They, my parents didn't listen to much music. Yeah, the thing, uh, the other weird thing is that my parents, like, don't listen to music, really. They just had this stuff. Like, they had a a six or a five-disc changer. Hmm. They had these CDs. They bought it at uh, Leechmare, and that's just what we listened to. Christmas music, I bet my mom could probably name some albums. That's, like, all my dad listens to is Christmas music. All, like, throughout the year? Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, I hate I fucking I hate it. I hate Christmas music. That's another that's another boys thing. But guys don't like Christmas music. You're very gender uh, <laughs> stereotyping uh, no, well, here so far. We've got two digs against I, I just think gender it's, fluid. <laughs> yes, it's a spectrum. It's a spectrum. I, I the thing about researching stuff is like I like to know what how people if there's like a a TV, I want to know why people like it. And I want to know like Specifically, what could possibly go wrong? Okay. You bought a TV recently that had a problem that was a known issue, right? That, like, people wrote about online? So there's two ways I buy things. When I buy a car... You don't do any research. I don't do any research, and then I look up all the problems I'm having and realize yeah. that they're common. And that's why he has a Lamborghini right now. <laughs> he didn't even look up the price. <laughs> but if I'm researching a television, you'd, 
when you're buying something, I like to look at the worst reviews first. Mm-hmm. See what the common problems are. If it's a good site, they will not put the worst reviews first. No, but you can sort by star rating. You yeah. Hit, hit up the one stars, see which ones are people that bought the wrong product and mm-hmm. ignore those. And then you just look for what the yeah. regular issues are and if the, that's going to be a problem for you. I All think right, we're so transitioning me, into a tech one podcast. Second. Let me follow up this here. Okay. So you guys are big on reviews and research. Absolutely. Have either of you ever left a positive review on something that you've purchased and been happy with? Uh, no. No. Once or twice. Really? Yeah. Couldn't tell you what it was. I, I think of my one review experience is when we went to trivia at that place in Raynham, and like the bar, like the cook called us the other f word, and I let, I was so mad when I got home that I trashed them on Yelp, and then I, I was obviously like drinking, and then I read it the next day, and I'm like I have to delete this if they ever like it was just I didn't want to face the backlash because you know from who <laughs> exactly the public, but like they jokes on them they closed so. <laughs> And their pizza was terrible. It wasn't a good... Surly None of Johnson's. it was good. Yeah, but we, that was they kept, the... They kept your trivia winnings, didn't they? They wouldn't give them to us. Yeah. Were you there? No. Huh. You was bitched, I there? You bitched about it. We, I, I don't... I feel like Dan was. That place sucked. Yeah. But All right. Now, I think we should just be like a consumer podcast <laughs> where we just review stuff. We talk about what it's like reviewing things. And we take review recommendations. But, you, you know, it's funny. You talk about reviews. Mm-hmm. I love reviews. I love album reviews more than probably anybody. I read Pitchfork every day. Way too much. But I can, I can never share a music review with you without you having already read it. That's true. I, the first thing, the f- this is my morning routine. We're going to have to edit a, a lot of this. <laughs> you, let me, again, <laughs> specify, you are going to have to edit a lot of it this. It is not a royal we. <laughs> so this is my morning routine. I get up, I go to the computer, I go to rotoworld.com because I like to see what happened in sports, and then I go to Pitchfork. And if there's an album I know that could possibly be, be reviewed, I'm, it's, I can't wait. I, I lo- Do you ever read Pitchfork? No. So this, I have notes on this. Mm-hmm. Because I Should think we, the two of you are very different in the way you consume music than me. I think, yeah. Well, one thing I wanted to talk about is that, like, how the reason for this podcast, I'll throw the idea out there again. This is what it's going to be. This is what this, I guess, uh, episode is going to be, is that I wanted to take a – we will – we talked about music that we already had listened to that like kind of formed our tastes and stuff like that. I want to do uh, a, a band that on the complete other end of the spectrum that I had never heard before. And when I thought of that, I was like, well, that's cool. But then I kind of thought there are obviously bands that like I don't know. But like if there's a band like thousands, thousands, tens of thousands. But if there's like I, I remember this happened with like when I was in probably college, like the Beatles. You hear about the Beatles, and you're like, okay, because now you college know. College was when you heard about the Beatles? Probably like freshman year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somebody mentioned the Beatles, and I'm like, who are they? <laughs> but to me, they had a big like catalog, but they really they don't, to you're, be honest. You're really going for it here. This is a hot take. This is No, I think. You're right, though. They really don't for the amount they of were only, influence they have. Yeah, there's not a music. lot there, but at the time, it felt like an overwhelming project to undertake. Like, or I'm going to get into the Beatles. Where do I start? Because the early stuff doesn't really do it for me. I want to hold your hand. Again, I have notes on this, but go Okay, ahead. so then the later stuff, like Sgt. Pepper's, 
is good, but you're kind of like, what the hell is this? Because it's, I think, it's very psychedelic. I, when I think psychedelia, or is that, is that a word? I think of like mm-hmm. early, can I hit the TV coming over this? Yes. Okay. I should have turned it down. It's fine. It adds to it. It's it fine. does it? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it's cool. It's good background. But like. Hard disagree. You don't think it works? I'll turn it down. There we go. Now you can hear the sounds of the city. But but for the Beatles, when I hear psychedelia, I think of like early Pink Floyd, which I think is garbage. What do you, you're our resident Pink Floyd expert. I had my phase. Like the Sid Barrett era? See, I'm not the people. I don't. The comings and goings of rosters. What about? Of, I don't okay. know any of it. Well, what about you? Are you talking about Pink Floyd specifically, or Mr. Floyd? Yeah, no, I'm talking about <laughs> I'm talking about Sid Barrett and Pink Floyd that era. I th- what I know about Pink Floyd and most of what I know about that era of music comes from radio hits. Mm-hmm. So and, th- they and don't... this is again, I don't really do deep dives on. Yeah. So this the project, Beatles I have. I've yeah. loved the Beatles. Hot take, you know. I, I'm a big Beatles fan. <laughs> I, I <laughs> hate since I was a not kid, me. So. Not he's not a fan. But then you can be like, well, all the music, it's such a kind of a capo to be like, oh, well, all the music you like now is based on the Beatles. It's like, it's okay not to like the Beatles. Yeah, it's fine. Someone However, like, I do think there is a Beatles song out there that you would like. Sure, there's some. Tomorrow Never Knows, when they played it in Mad Men. Do you remember that? No. That was a good one. I have a little, I, I have a little, we need to get, we, we, need we gotta, to get yeah, let's get to the idea. to brass tacks to quote you, yeah. Brass, I made that quote up when I was <laughs> sailing. We had these big barrels and we needed to get rid of it and I said, I looked at the bottom, and there were brass tacks, and I'm like, we got to get down there. <laughs> so the idea of this, but do you need to fill up? Do you need to be topped off? We're good. Okay. I can okay. All right. It's 7 p.m. right now, so we're all kind of in the mood. We're relaxing. No. So the podcast idea was I was going to take a band that we never heard. I had never heard. I'd heard of. Have you, had, have you ever heard of this band before? No. Same, no. You've never heard of them. Which is shocking, having now read about them, that I never encountered I them. Felt, I felt that way, too. So um, I'll, I'll say the name of the band. It's Cocktoo Twins. Wrong. Okay, what are they called? Cocktoe? That was my assumption. Cocktoe, Cocktail. Cocktail. I like Cocktail. Is that the I've heard. I heard Cocktoo, Cocktail, Cocktoe, and Cocktoo. I'm going to say it the way I've been saying it. Cockatoo? Yeah. That's what one podcast I listened to. Oh, wow. You did a ton of research. I, I feel like I'm going to be almost like a kid who didn't do his homework, but I, I did my homework, but I probably... You're fine. It's okay. all stemming from anxiety about... The whole thing is anxious. You're in my kids, home so right fine. now. I mean, it's all crazy. I mean, you get to see how I live. It's pretty pretty strange. But mostly what people say is cocktail. Cocktail. I'm definitely going to botch it. I will edit that in, me saying it the right way. <laughs> Hopefully it's not too obvious, but... Okay, so Cocteau Twins, they're a band that we had all never heard of. Now, how did we come to this band? Complex Magazine, the website, whatever. They had a list, top 50 indie bands. They weren't listed on that list. They weren't? No. They were listed on one of the ones that you and Let I shared. Let me see if I have that in my notes. What, what list was it? I have no idea, but okay. the one you sent me did not involve the band we're here to talk about. Okay, well... I found this list to be interesting because, like, one of the number one bands was a band I never heard in my entire life. They're called like Null. I was like, oh, that's. I don't think I'd like that. But when you so, you guys had never heard of them. I had heard of them, and I don't know why I had never heard them. When I was looking at what movie soundtracks they've been on, I had seen a few of those movies, and I still don't remember them. They didn't ring a bell. 
So, Cocktow. Oh, God, it's going to be tough. Cocktow Twins. Not good. No, it's not a great start. Now, wh- I'll tell you, what were your first impressions? Where did you start with them? I went in blind. Me. Okay. Um, I went to Spotify, mm-hmm. looked them up, and chronologically chronologically listened to their albums okay did wow see i did not do that no i started with heaven or las vegas okay i started track one that is number 245 on the new rolling stone list that is in my notes albums ever that is definitely in my notes i don't know if it rose or fell um when I f- what were your first impressions when you heard the band just so right I, off the bat like i said i went in blind so i didn't even know they were scottish so, I didn't know either, but I knew they were from the overseas. First album I listened to, I didn't know if they were speaking English or not. Sorry about that. Um, so no, I totally. I had I was no like, idea. Is this Gaelic? Is it what? And then I, as I did more research, I mm-hmm. realized that this is just what she does. What was the term? Glossalia. That was a new word I learned. What does I, that mean? I'm gonna. Should I look it up? It means uh, a style of singing where you can't interpret the words. I believe. Could be wrong about that, but so when you first put them on and you were listening to him, what what where did you start? You started with the first album, which mm-hmm. I didn't really dig the first album. I thought Same. I thought that the like the leaps and bounds from like the first track on that to the last track on their latest album. Let me see if I can let's try to play the first track off that first record. What's Garlands. The, Garlands, okay. Nineteen eighty two. The first track is Blood Bitch. Blood Bitch. Which I was in right away. And then the song, a little bit of a letdown. Great name, though. Um, yeah, I thought it, it definitely, like, they definitely had a sound that they were going for. Would you describe it as, like, goth? This, so 1982 and 1983, um, I would describe as what I'm terming doom pop. Because mm-hmm. everything I read about this band called them dream pop. Okay. But this, these two albums in particular evoked in me some kind of nightmarish quality. <laughs> That's pretty so I'm good. I'm going with Doom Pop for these two. What did you think? I agree with Emily's sentiments. Mm-hmm. It's a good name, Doom Pop. Thank you. Uh, wait, hold on. Doom, did, I know I just asked. Did you make that up? Doom Pop I made up. Dream, That's, dream Pop yeah, is. It's, not, it's got a Joy Division vibe to yeah. me, but I'm not the world's biggest Joy Division fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the idea of them. Scott has a fun Joy Division story. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't. When the first time you ever heard Love Will Tear Us Apart? No. You, don't, you, you told me that you were wondering why Joy Division would cover a follow oh, boy song. Right. <laughs> this was like a year ago. Yeah. He heard, so uh, Fall Out Boy had like an EP. I, think, I forget what it was called, but they do a cover. A fucking horrible cover of Love Will Tear Us Apart. And Scott had heard the Joy Division version like a year ago. He goes, why would... He earnestly was like, why would they cover a Joy Division song? Poor Scott. So I went into this really trying to maintain the mentality that I wasn't going to shit all over Scott with his lack of musical No, knowledge. it's going to be hard I am to. shocked <laughs> that he... I'm kind of shocked that he agreed to participate because this is not... He was hesitant. It was my number one concern. Yeah. Trying new things, <laughs> uh, leaving West Bridgewater. It has all the hallmarks of a, a gorephobic nightmare. Sorry, Scott. What what appealed to you about like when you heard the idea? I'm gonna like I think you you strike me as someone who actually likes to listen to new music. I do, mm-hmm. and it's hard to figure out where to start with these things. Yeah. So you give me an idea. It's overwhelming. I'll run with it. Yeah, it is overwhelming. 
And I did think listening to this album in particular that you, Scott, particularly would like it. Whether or not I'm correct in that, I don't know. Well, I, li- I listen to it at work. I can listen to a lot of music, music at work. It's I really agree. good background. It is really good so background music. As we went on through the albums, I became less aware of actually listening to different songs and stuff. Yeah, they don't... Right. Unless, except for the really good ones, which we'll get to our favorites. Mm-hmm. Right. They don't... They, it, it, it's definitely like, it's a mood. I hate when people fucking say that, but it is you like... You said that to me earlier about Lou Reed. It is a mood. <laughs> don't tell people what I say in private text. Um, Lou Reed, what album was that? New York? Is that what it's called? Uh, I forget. It was good. I liked it. But I'm, I'm reading a book about mu- a, ba- a fictional band in the 60s, so I'm, I can't listen to like modern music. I have also music. read that book. I can't listen to modern It's called Utopia Avenue. I can't listen to modern music when I'm reading it because it just doesn't work. But I got into big Velvet Underground, Lou Reed. Mm-hmm. Not a band that's on my radar at all. I've definitely, really? No, I, I know... I know the band, I know the story, I know the albums, but it like never clicked with me. But maybe it will. But all right, we gotta we gotta stay on top. How how? Let's see how long. Oh, excuse. Do ah, we have to stay on topic? Myself. Because you said multiple times we can be well, off topic. So we're at twenty minutes. Oh my god! <laughs> all right. right, we've hit Garland's at least. Yeah, we definitely hit Garland's. So I'm gonna do a little history of the band. I don't know. Do you want to take it away with the history? You go. Okay. So Cocktoo Twins, Cocktow. They're a Scottish band that were active from 1979 to 1997. They formed in Grangemouth, Scotland in 1979. The woman, her name is Elizabeth Fraser. Um, they just kind of met in a club, like the rest of the band saw her. I feel like there's more to the story than that. I don't know how that works where you just look at somebody and like, no, they could be like a good singer. Well, from what I've read, they met following the band birthday party around. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I did has that. a certain vibe, and they all knew that they like were into that vibe so then they started their own thing i have never heard of the band birthday party no no have you yes really only thanks to spotify discover okay that's was cool. that where they got their name from or was that a different band i have a whole thing about where they got the name from where they get the name from so the name came from a song recorded by the band simple minds before they became simple minds they mm-hmm. were something called johnny and the self abusers I, I hate that name and so Too the song, yeah, I'm a cutter. <laughs> the song was called Cocteau Twins, later recorded by Simple Minds, and mm-hmm. the song is called No Cure, which has since now become one of my favorite songs. Really? And I have to say, the band Simple Minds. One hit wonder. One hit wonder. Yeah. Right? I, and, and a horrible hit. Yeah, I, I hate that no, song. No, I, I thought it was you too the first time I heard it. Don't you forget about me. I respect it. I respect its place in the John Hughes film canon. Yeah. Leave it there. I never want to hear it again outside of the Breakfast Club. No. But because of that, I had kind of written Simple Minds off as a band I never want to listen to. Has, have you ever seen the Breakfast Club? No. No. Okay. You, you just know the hip-hop radio show, <laughs> the Breakfast Club. I want to listen to Birthday Party real quick because okay. if they were following this band around, I've never heard them. Let's see if we can kind of get a vibe for what they were. They were going for So this tracks to me with the early Simple Mind stuff that they would have heard and liked so much that they then named their band after yeah. that song. This reminds me of like when the 1979 does like a punk track. 75? Yeah, sorry, the 1975. I was thinking of the Smashing Pumpkins song. Happens. Yeah, I don't... Maybe I'll have to check these guys out too, but... I do think it's funny that 
they picked that song by Johnny and the Self Abusers, and they dissolved slash changed their name, and now you're never going to see that band again. And now you're no. named after that. Song. But the song No Cure, which Pat, if you could cue that up, it's got a like a long slow intro though, so you might want to jump. Is this ahead. by the Birthday Party? It's by Simple Minds. Okay, gonna have to look up Simple Minds. If you hear it, Simple it plan. doesn't sound like not piled. <laughs> It no, doesn't. no, the band Simple Plan. Oh, no, Simple Minds, No uh, Cure. No Cure. You're going to hear it and not hear It's funny, it's not one Cocteau of their... Cocteau Twins at all. It's not this. one of their, like, top songs, let's see. That's, I mean, they only have one top song. That's true. And it's bad. I always thought that was, uh, I don't know if I can find it. No Cure. Songs ahead of time. Here we go. Oh, well, <laughs> I, I guess we'll have to keep that in mind. All right. That's where having a producer. Oh, you said. That's out. why I'd love to have a real producer. Okay. It's very fun. Yeah, Nothing I dig this. like the Cocteau Twins. No. Right. So the fact that they heard this and loved it so much to then name their band after it is surprising to me. Yeah. But I'm going to be forever thankful to them for now introducing me to a whole new world of a world of Simple Minds. Yeah. Um, Which island are Simple Minds from? Scotland, I believe. I'm not sure. I could be wrong. I think this has turned into a Simple Minds podcast. <laughs> well, we are all Don't you forget about so. me, the Simple Minds podcast. Ugh. They are from but, da, 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 Glasgow. I love being right. Johnny and the Self-Abusers. Huh. Interesting. It's all coming together. Yeah. Well, so we did like a little bit of history. I don't know if the history is as important. Um, You know, when I was listening to them, I started with Heaven or Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. Uh, Where did you start? You started started with Garland. Same. I'll be honest. When I threw on the record, I was like blown away. 100%. So that is their most critically acclaimed album, Mm -hmm. which is surprising for a sixth album to to get the most critical acclaim. Um, When I heard Cherry Colored Funk, I was like, I was literally like floored. Same. Because I don't know, I don't know what I was expecting. Does that sound shitty? There's a little bit of a static. I wonder what that's from. That helped. It. There we go. So this this is good to record a pilot to figure out where the bugs lie. But no, when I threw this on, I was like, com- yeah, "This definitely stood out." Yeah. yeah. And Can it re- you pinpoint one word that she's saying though? I can't. I didn't look at the lyrics. There, there are none. You can't find them. Hmm. No, it's. What was, Which is what, what was your term? Gl- glossalia. Glossalia. Yeah. Yeah, I, I threw this on, and I was like, oh, this is, like, right in my wheelhouse. I, have you ever heard of the band uh, Beach House? No. I, yes. I'm not into Beach House, but they came up a lot with being really? compared to Cocteau Twins. Immediately, it, it reminded me of Beach House. Um, I'll play a Beach House song that's pretty popular. It's called Space Song. I don't know if you know it. I don't. Glossalia, this was in Atlanta. the phenomenon of, of apparently, in parentheses, speaking in an unknown language. We'll fast forward it. That's what she did. Mm-hmm. This is in uh, Atlanta. Donald Glover's like, I forget what episode. But totally. I mean, the influence is crazy. Yeah. 
which again, I is shocking that I've never even heard of this band. And so, one of the things I found was um, Pat, you mentioned Utopia Avenue. Mm-hmm. I found another book called I forget the name. I'll find it in a second. But anyway. Cocteau Twins was mentioned in the description on the jacket as like a um, a way to describe the main character was someone who listened to the Cocteau Twins. Hmm. And then throughout the book, they were paired with bands like The Cure mm-hmm. and New Order, which are widely popular. Right? Yeah. Am I wrong? No. I'm thinking that? I think, are you, a, are you a Cure fan? Yes. Are you a Cure fan? Not really. You always say no care. No like care. Like a simple mind song. <laughs> I love uh, New Order way more than I like Joy, Divi- uh, Joy Division. Mm-hmm. I'm not a Cure fan at all. Really? I hate Robert Smith. I would find him really annoying. Him as a person or him as a musician? I'm not really annoyed by his musicianship, but his personality rubs me the wrong way. I don't Shocking know why. Shocking stuff from yeah, you. What, what, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I did recently do, what is it? what's the name of the, the big Cure record? Something graffiti? Is it porno graffiti? Something like that? I forget. I don't know. I did a re-listen to it. I was like, this is actually really good. The book is called Number 4 Imperial Lane by hmm. Jonathan Weissman, published in 2015. Well, okay, so Cherry Colored Funk I was Googling uh, Cock 2, Cocktail Twins song facts, and apparently there's a song by the band The Weeknd, which, like, it didn't say it sampled it. I haven't listened to it yet, but let's see if we can hear it. This is off, this song's called The Knowing. It's by The Weeknd. It's off of their record Trilogy, which is just their first three records, or the dude's first three records. I kind of hear it. Yeah, I can hear it. So modernized. Yeah, Simon from the band had done an interview on Facebook, mm-hmm. and he referenced that the weekend had used it, and he thought it was quite lovely of him. Really? Yeah. Mm, it's barely there. Up, oh, cats on the podcast. God damn it. Um, <laughs> I think when I listened, when I first listened to the band, I was like kind of surprised at how influential they like obviously were right off the bat right um but i had never heard of heaven or las vegas so like i looked it up it's good album art too great Mm -hmm. album art Mm -hmm. and i uh i'm kind of a album art guy and still in this the year of our lord 2020 i'll tell you i am too I, Especially because it, it pops differ. up this on is, yeah. the Spotify show it too. It does. So. What what in, like what incentive do bands have to even like give a fuck with art artwork? Nowadays? I don't know. It's a I great recently question. received Run the Jewels four the album and they had a lyric book inside and everything. Really, That's I didn't know fun. you got it the really album. Brought me back. Hmm. So you have the LP. I do. Don't have a record player. No, it's I, I don't have one. It's either. a CD. I'm sorry. Oh, this is the kind of stuff that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um. I have records. I don't have a record player. I thought about getting one. It's just so, it's not. It's frankly shocking that you haven't purchased it. Really it really is. It really is. <laughs> I have too I mean, many. This aesthetic? What are, we yeah. what are we doing? I don't know. <laughs> it's a good point. I probably do need a record player. But Research it. Now, Heaven or Las Vegas, the re-release, perfect 10 on Pitchfork. One of the things I noticed when I started listening to the remastered copies was how much better it sounds. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like that was, in this case... So much cleaner mm-hmm. in the way that they she sings it all it mixed a lot better. Well, music recorded in like the late eighties, early nineties, they had like 
they were figuring out CD. They didn't really know what it was going to sound like when it was pressed because it was so early on. So I think I love a remaster. I love a re-release, but yeah, I the music you, it could come out today. When I heard it, I'm like, this could yeah. be released now. It's pretty timeless. And what was surprise not surprising that's not the right word but hearing it now for the first time in 2020 i don't think it's making as big of an impact as it would have had i heard it when it first came out because now we've heard so many bands that are Mm -hmm. drawing from those sounds yeah so it doesn't sound like revolutionary to us it's always really hard to go back and try to figure out right where your interests actually came from oh my god i would not have Maybe if I was 18 in 1990 or whatever, exactly. I would have liked it. But or 18... you, not, not only would you have liked it, you would have been blown away by it. Yeah. Because we I, can listen to it now and like mm-hmm. it and then say, like, oh, I see where Beach House got their influence yeah. from. Yeah. I don't think I would have liked this if I heard it in, in high school. I no. don't think. I think we, were, I, we weren't there yet. I think I had would have had a few choice slurs. Music Elite would not have reviewed no, this. It Although, so you guys... Um, did you know that Deftones covered one of these songs? No, what? I did not. Wax and Wayne? I missed that. Oh, I don't think... Is I'm it not on a Deftones fan. I, I just don't listened know to the new Deftones them. record yesterday. New Deftones record yesterday. It's getting a lot of buzz. They have a song called Genesis. I don't know anything about Deftones except that you guys like them. Chris Rogers loved them. Oh, yes. my God. <laughs> um, Deftones are a band that, like, they're not new metal at all. I don't know. It You could do a whole they podcast... Were. Uh, no, it was the production on the first record. that Adrenaline? Like, yeah. It's just, That's not new metal. It wasn't meant to be. Because when you hear Around the Fur, it's completely different. Um, but <laughs> now transitioning to a Deftones podcast. I'll play a little bit of new metal Deftones. Well, let's get the Deftones cover. I don't know if it's going to be on Spotify. It is. It is? What's it called? Wax and Wayne. While we were on Heaven or Las Vegas, one of the songs is called Fought's Politic, mm-hmm. and in that Simon interview, apparently that song title literally translates to cunt politics. Whoa, <laughs> explicit content. This is what Scott is living for with his research here. This is like he struck and gold. Simon thought it was a jaunty little piece of music. <laughs> huh. This is actually a good cover. I mean, it sounds almost exactly like the original, so it, maybe it's not a good cover, but... I think it sounds but it's really a bad cover. Yeah. They covered Smith songs. Uh, Deftones covered like they, they definitely. They're not your typical sort of new metal band, or I don't even know how you describe. Them. I don't know what new metal is. New metal's like Hoobastank. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What would you say new metal is? Not Hoobastank. <laughs> Incubus. Closer. Okay, getting warm. Um, <laughs> what would you say new metal is? I don't know. I I don't invest. I hate genres. I love a genre. I used now, to. I've I've grown I've grown out of it. I think nowadays it's whatever, but Gen- I, genre like gender, very fluid. That's true. I had this thought today when I was taking a shower. I was like, "You look clean." Thank you. Uh, I was thinking about how much money I spent on CDs back in the day. Gross. In amounts. high school, just ridiculous. Yeah. On, I on, mean, on credit cards. Oh God. Yeah. Just writing whatever. bad checks. But. I, did write a few bad checks. Were you still buying CDs in the age of no. Napster? Nope. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Last okay. CD I bought was High Violet by The National. And I think that I'd have to look up when it came out. But I was definitely working at the bank then. But that was the last CD I bought. Um, but 
I was like, if you had told me on September 12th, 2001, that we would eventually have all the music at our fingertips, I would have had a good day. Happy birthday, Scott. Thanks. <laughs> well, I, I just think it's crazy how the music industry, their solution to people stealing and ripping off music like was, all right, we'll give it all to you for $120 a year. And I don't think most people aren't paying that much. It's just crazy to me how like streaming, like everybody was stealing music. They realized there was nothing they could do about it. They resisted for so long, and now you have access to every song ever. Except for Taylor Swift is not on Spotify, right? Her latest record is. I listened to it. Oh. Yeah. I, it's yeah, I don't know what you're talking about there. She used to be. No, she oh, wasn't well, she's for on a while. Prime. I don't oh. Know. I'm a I fucking have never heard a Taylor Swift song that I like. It does nothing for me. Same. I Absolutely mean, Shake It nothing. Off is catchy and fun, but. Yeah. I've got like 10 favorites. Ten? Oh yeah, wow. I forgot. You're I got into her I second to last record. Oh. And then there's a couple of good tracks in this new one too. Yeah. So here's a little quick little story. Uh, Action Bronson has a new record called Only for Dolphins. Um, have you ever heard Action Bronson? There's he's a, a rapper. A lot of dolphins. He's a, he's a rapper. I so have not. I, the reason he came out with the, he called the record Only for Dolphins is because like during the press tour for the last record, he just went on this thing about how dolphins are like a smart animal. They have their own language, which apparently blew his mind, but I think a lot of animals have their own language. Um, Action Bronson is very large, and he smokes a lot of weed. Actually, he, 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 I think he only does dabs now. Yeah? Yeah. He has multiple TV shows. Mm-hmm. Okay. Never heard of him. Yeah. Well, him, him or them? Is it him. A group or a it's a guy. <laughs> it's a guy. So I, me and my girlfriend were driving to get dinner last night, and on the way back, we were listening to Cocktail Twins, Cocktail Twins. And she was like, she she has music's not her thing, whatever. Maybe and it's because you don't pronounce the band <laughs> yeah. Name she of the gets band pissed right, about no that. How many times she's you try. A, a stickler. Um, so I put on, and she's like, "This is pretty good." And I'm like, "Yeah, it is good." Which song? I started with Heaven or Las Vegas. Okay. So I was like, "Do you want to listen to something else?" And she's like, "Okay." Meanwhile, at dinner, I was like, "Hey, have you heard Action Bronson?" And she's like, "No." And I was like, "Well, like, his new album is called Only for Dolphins, and there's like a lot of dolphins." like sounds on it and she was like i yeah good didn't, night last night huh <laughs> it that didn't intrigue her at all and she's like why would anyone want to listen to that and i'm like i don't know so on the way home i put it on and she fucking hated it she hated it so it's badly definitely dolphins it's off-putting i think it sounds cool it is sort of soothing Be- before <laughs> some rapping i think it's a cool record it's better There's than like eight different dolphin cuts. It's yeah. a lot. Like if you want to open the album and close it, great. Yeah, you don't need it every other song. He he was he went all in on the dolphins. So I meant to not to change the subject, <laughs> but okay. I meant to have a disclaimer uh-huh. at, when we started recording, and I f- forgot. Okay, hit me. I'll do it now, halfway through. The three of us are not musicians. Nope. We've never created a piece of music. <laughs> We're not music journalists. We I, wait a minute. I don't know if that's fair. I, I did run a website. You, a music review <laughs> website? We did. Yeah. yeah, high school. He did Bitch Fork, where he just kind of, <laughs> he acted. No, it was the most pretentious thing you could imagine. Yeah. It was called Music Elite. This was 20 plus years pretentious ago. Pretentious right there. Just yeah. the title alone. And I don't think. We had a friend who wanted to join us, and we didn't like him that much, so we said mm-hmm. no. 
And then he actually went and created a real website. That actually like, interviewed did really a well. ton of bands. Yeah. Oh, you guys missed out. Not, I didn't really seem to care that much. I just no. he definitely did it. It was a spite website. Yeah. Spite. So and we spite <laughs> we spite held him it. out, and then he did it. And well. where yeah. is Music Elite? Oh, it's Gone. down the drain in the dumpster. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I wrote okay, an, so, I wrote an essay on why rap sucks. Did oh not my didn't God. age well. <laughs> did not age well. No. So all right. So let me all center Scott. I. <laughs> <laughs> I am not a music journalist, and the three of us are not I don't musicians. Think not being a music journalist, uh, all I'm you trying can, to say is yeah. we can't speak really with any kind of authority on whether or not things are technically good or bad. Agreed. So I can, and I will. I just wanted to throw that <laughs> no, out there. That's true. I don't want to get destroyed by. Like I don't know how many dolphin cuts a song should have. I'm that's not, true. I don't create these. Neither things. Did, did he. Apparently, <laughs> the, the producer. Imagine you're like this legit producer, and you're like, we need more dolphin. <laughs> Noises. So I'm going to talk about it and I'll comment on it, but don't take my opinion with any kind of authority whatsoever. Yeah. Well, when I, yeah, I, I think that's fair to say. I guess if you're a huge fan of this band, you'd probably hate this discussion and you probably would like to correct us, but. Right. Um, uh, the very little that we have actually talked about this band. Yeah, <laughs> that was to be expected. Um, so there's only one biography of this band. Really? And I learned French, and then I read it. <laughs> it's only available in French. Jeez, that's uh, you really did the work for this, Scott. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of surprising that there's not like a thirty-three and a third. You know it's that book series, De Punk mm -hmm. Celeste. Hmm, Celestial Punk came out twenty fourteen. No one ever translated it. That's ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah, I think this maybe this band is like we're not doing them justice as how like how they should be treated. They're still it, pretty revered, though. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, when I heard Heaven in Las Vegas, I was like, this album, it's, I can, this is massively influential. I'm pissed that I never knew about it, mm -hmm. and I'm blown away. It should be higher than 245 on I Rolling Stone. I felt the same way as you, but only on maybe the third listen. Oh, it hit me like a ton of bricks. All of their, My all second their and third albums listen. took multiple listens for me to really... Okay. Be blown away by them. I'm with Emily on this. Really, Thanks, I Scott. was I, when we came up with the idea, and I threw them on. I was like mad at myself that I never heard it before. I was questioning why are these? Why is this band so popular? Like, what is it about this music that's? But then the more I listened to it, I yeah. got it. Um, and they evolved as well. And they evolved. So, would you say Heaven or Las Vegas is your favorite album by them? Pat sounds like you're a yes. I okay. Well, Scott? you. I think you guys did a more like thorough listen. But I really liked Bluebell Knoll. The song. That's the, the name of the record. The right? album. The album. Oh. That came out before Heaven. I, I really liked it. it. I had, um, I think I had a few songs on my list. I guess we can. So, I think top to bottom, Heaven in Las Vegas is my favorite. Yeah. But just because I think it has more standout songs. Mm -hmm. I, some of the others probably have a better overall mood. Yeah. Top to bottom, Treasure was to my B. favorite by far. T to B. By far. Like they say. And I've got a book here that is called The A to X of Alternative mm -hmm. Music uh, with a forward by Michael Stipe of okay. REM fame. Yeah, we should do an REM podcast. And so they, <laughs> they talk about uh, the, the Cocktail Twins. And they said what to buy first for the albums. Like if you're, if you're going into the Cocktail Twins blind like mm -hmm. we did, first listen to Heaven in Las Vegas. Which Agreed. The, the Patrick McDonough thing. style. Yeah. And then listen to Treasure. I don't think I did a great 
like a thorough treasure list. Lorelai was my favorite song. Mine too. Really? Yeah. Of the whole band? I can't even talk about it without smiling. Oh my I love God. this song really so much. Can I interrupt you and play it? Go for it. All right. Wow. Before you do that, on uh-huh. Amazon, the they list like favorite songs. The number one song is a Frosty the Snowman cover. Oh. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> Brutal. And then it's Lorelai. On Spotify, uh, Cherry Colored Funk is number one. 28 That's million probably spins. my second favorite Oh, Lorelai's number three. Oh, it's just so good. Very good. I've listened to this song, I can't even tell you how many times since we started this research. Wow. Like, start my morning with it. Ooh. Pull <laughs> into the uh, parking lot of work. Uh-huh. It just puts me in a good mood. This is I think I'm hearing this for the first time. You get texted a foot picture, you just gotta let's, put let's it on. Move on from that. <laughs> <laughs> we have to do timestamps of the stuff we wanna. Yeah, but this remove. song, like it's the if I'm working, like halfway through, I'm just like, Oh god yeah, damn it. It's the first song that really like perked pops. my ears where huh. I was like, Okay, this is something I need to pay attention to. It's also a very sexy song. Like Interesting. I, I, I didn't get there. No? No. I don't know. We'll check the couch after you leave. (laughs) I'm warm, so a little sweaty. My notes for this song were, it makes me feel young and alive, which is a hard feeling, A, to capture when you're in your mid to late 30s, B, when the world is going to shit, Mm -hmm. just put on this song and it just... So I have a list of their soundtrack appearances. There's like 50, yeah, there's only 30. But yeah, that was a weird addendum. I thought it because I wanted to see if I'd accidentally heard them. But then you included I, no, it. I'm with you, Pat. And with no explanation, and just a bunch of movies and Whoa. shows. Okay, you love the book Perks of Being a Wallflower, right? I like it. I loved it, it as when the I days read it passed. when I was 19. Yeah. And then I tried to reread it again when I was in my late 20s, and it didn't hit me as much. Um. And I yeah. never saw the movie. So the movie's like. The movie is as good as your current impressions of the book. Okay. Um, but the use of music is pretty good, and they put the song Pearly Dewdrops Do- Do- Drops. That was their first American single, which mm-hmm. I thought was interesting. And I that was one of my favorite songs. Which that, that song was fine to me, but it did come up a lot in, like, if you've never listened to the Cocteau Twins, listen to this really? song. Really? Yeah. I didn't. Hmm. It's, it wasn't on an album, right? No, it was a single release. Yeah, we'll jump right into it here. I really dug this song. I mean, it, it's it's just fine. Like, a it's, lot of their music is just fine. It's 80 yeah. degrees. You're outside. Like, you had said, like, pick like some bad songs, worse songs. Yeah. I just didn't have any. Like, yeah, yeah totally. The floor is really high. Yeah, yeah I, I think... But also not a lot of standout. No. Like, no. it's all just fine which sounds really bad to say yeah and but if you accompany it with i really like listening to it right it's enjoyable yeah so like the idea of the podcast is kind of getting out of your comfort zone as far as music concerned i think that i i think that if we didn't do this i would have never heard this band i would have died and never no. heard them but i would th- <laughs> a little bit morbid <laughs> but okay but you could play this at my... F- that'd be great if you could... I died. I never heard them. And then Lorelai comes on. Because you guys Not listen. a funeral song. Yeah. Not- <laughs> All right. This song could come on. You could play Blood Bitch at your funeral, uh, maybe. <laughs> if I was killed by a vampire. <laughs> but, like, I was... This this band is definitely going to be, like, in my canon of uh, 
music I listen to. So this is a question I had for you guys. Is this a band that you will return to after this? Absolutely. Yeah, I'll probably play the, the hits. Okay. Yeah, I, I think... The hits defined by you. Defined by me. Yes. The songs I like the most. Yes. I'm not going to sit through Garlands again, I don't think. I don't think so either. Although... All the albums are blessedly short. Yes. We're always That's around crazy. 30 to 35 yeah. minute range. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they really don't. There was one song that ran six minutes. The opening to. Uh, I don't remember which. It was a long opening. Oh, on Victoria Land, Lazy Calm. That album did nothing for me. No. I just said it's pleasant, it's fine, but absolutely nothing stood out to me. But it was a six and a half minute intro. And yeah. Yeah, I think something that maybe worked against us as for this band as a subject is that. It's such – you can't be a fan of anything in two weeks. But, like, I felt overwhelmed. I, I went back to, like, my initial feelings of when you hear of a band that you never – like, when I first heard of, like, The Replacements, which are one of my favorite bands, I wanted to buy everything. Right. But you couldn't buy everything because – I got to turn this down. There was rare stuff. There's rare st- – right. you had to go to the record store. Sometimes the record stores wouldn't carry whatever. They didn't have it. But now with Spotify, you have everything. It almost makes it – It's less fun. It's definitely like – what's the number one way you listen – where, how, and where do you listen to music? Like what's your – Spotify. Spotify. Now, mm-hmm. yeah. You pay for it? I do. Mm-hmm. Scott? Amazon at work. Now, normally I would say that like you got to get on Spotify, but Amazon has more than Spotify, I think. They have a lot of mixtapes from, from rappers that – Spotify does not have. Action Bronson has like five mixtapes that are on Amazon. That I, I had it for a while just so I could listen to them. But there really is no difference. So with Spotify, though, and this has now maybe ruined me as a music listener mm-hmm. because I now solely listen to music in the playlist format. I never like do a uh, start to finish listen on an album anymore. That's you all I do. You guys do. Yeah. I know. We're different. We're a lot different in that way. But think about how this was constructed. I did say pick seven or eight songs. Granted, we don't have the time for an entire album. No, but I did go through and listen to yeah. each album start to finish in chronological order multiple mm-hmm. times. And then once I figured out what I liked, I just went back and listened to the ones that I liked. But I was thinking as I was listening does this band work in a playlist format or do you more need to hear them start to finish? I think they're better start to finish. I think so too. Just because the singles are good. Yeah. But you just don't get the same feeling for the whatever reason. The albums are very cohesive yeah. and designed that way. I don't know if this could be a band that I could buy the record. Like I'm thinking when I was a kid or younger, I'd buy the record, unfold it, spread the lyric sheet over Mind you, the it's not it's an alien like language. Yeah, yeah. Um, it it does kind of. I think they work as a singles band because the songs are sort of a snapshot of the album, and they're all the albums are different. Like I got a lot. I like remember the names of songs I listened to. Maybe because of the the naming constructs are insane. Yeah, they are. All the albums are different, Mm -hmm. but each individual album has a definite sound and tone yeah and i think advances in production like had a lot to do with that too right because they probably had an idea with the first album and then they weren't able to execute it until like a few albums later um no i think 
based on what I've read, it, from the get-go, they were given kind of free reign to do whatever they wanted and make the sound be however they wanted it to sound. All right, so I made a mistake. I said that that Pearly Dewdrops was the first American single. It wasn't. I'm not going to take that out of the podcast. But Caroline's Fingers was. I'll play that just so. I actually like this song, too. I did like this one, too. Carolyn. I just want to correct Carolyn, you. Carolyn, <laughs> damn it. Um, da, da, it da, wasn't da, da. in my top, but I did like it. But I got bored with it after a while. Did you get anything out of the Greenwald book? Nothing pertaining to this podcast, no. Okay. Oh, what, do you, what was the Greenwald book? Um, I'm reading a book by Andy Greenwald all about emo music. What? I didn't know he had a book about emo music. Did you read it? No. Oh. Published in 2003. So it opens with him at a dashboard confessional show. I'm like rolling my <laughs> eyes. He wrote for Spin, man. What do you want him to do? It's really good so far. At the time when Dashboard Confession was around, I knew this was a phase. Like, oh, yeah, follow ever all of it. Yeah, I, I mean, it's called "Nothing Feels Good." Oh. Punk rock teenagers and emo. Okay, the Promise Ring song. Great song. Yes, great song. Great band. Great book. Mm-hmm. So far. Uh, now I'm thinking about emo. <laughs> I mean, I I don't really go back to that style of music at all. I mean, if you listen to this song right now. I mean, that guitar, that's like kind of dreamy, atmospheric sort of. Her voice. How, does she, how is she doing this with her voice? I don't know. It's like a separate instrument. Yeah, she's, she's the star. Mm-hmm. She is the star. And there was one album where her voice is featured very little, and it was to their detriment. That album was not good, in my opinion. Which one was that? I think it might have been Head Over Heels. So that has Sugar Hiccup on it. That's the one song that I pulled from that album. Which I really like. And I liked it too. All right, let's play it. Play Sugar Hiccup. Imagine eating a sugar cube and then you get a hiccup. It would be (laughs) so painful. Well, but this kind of goes into her lyrics thing where even though you can understand the words here, they're fucking nonsense. They're Mm -hmm. nonsense. She says Sugar Hiccup 47 times. And it sounds like she's saying something about putting sugar on her Cheerios, which I can relate to because I did that as a kid. Wow. But. Learning a lot about you. (laughs) This is cool. It, it gets into it, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Had you guys heard the term shoegaze? Yes. Before this? I've heard it. I don't remember what I it is. I had never heard it. Really? This. Yeah. I mean, a big thing that right now in, like, heavy metal are bands that kind of... Think of, like, the Smashing Pumpkins, like, hardest songs. Mm-hmm. And then add in atmospherics, a lot of, like, tape manipulation background type stuff like that's pretty popular right now bands like deaf heaven um narrow head were no idea what you're talking yeah about. these are all like <laughs> you're on your own island here pal <laughs> yeah. these are all popular bands they're like critical darlings but uh they're they would definitely be i, I think we didn't really mention this but there's a certain goth aspect to this that yeah, doom Doom pop. Doom pop. You listen That's to it. So here's another thing I noted was that, all right, so you, do you both know the story about Helter Skelter? Charles Manson? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can't you see someone listening to an album like Garland's and being persuaded to commit some horrible crime? Yeah. Brainwashed? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> this is, I think, I always thought this was like a frightening song. Well, you and a lot of people, yeah. I guess. This Scott, part? do you like this song? Beatles? 
Huh. Oh, is this now going to become a podcast where we find a Beatles song that Scott likes? No, <laughs> please don't do it. Ah, oh, that's so crazy. I don't, I, have, I, I don't have the time. All right. <laughs> I mean, do. getting you to do this was. Yeah, you I, do I'm, have the time. It's fine. Well, I, I know what you're saying. I can see if you were like a 14 year old girl growing up in the shittiest part of Scotland. Yeah. You hear. Uh, Blood bitch. Yeah, and you're just like, <laughs> I'm going to kill the neighbor's daughter. <laughs> right. Like that. I'm, it might have happened. It, I mean, maybe we never heard about it here across the pond. But. Yeah, I mean, a lot of that stuff in like the '90s and '80s was sort of kind I of. I do think heroin would pair really well with a yeah. majority okay. of this. Oh, I next... thought you meant the song heroin. No. Oh well, the song <laughs> and the actual drug. Maybe we'll do heroin next time. Bringing it back hey. to the Velvet Underground. Scott's talking literal heroin. Gotta get the H. <laughs> yeah, you gotta ride the white pony. Going back to Deftones. Deftones. Um, well. Yeah, I think the music is kind of scary. I think that's fair to say. Yeah, early stuff. And then later they get into that more ethereal, dreamy yeah. stuff. Uh, speaking of heroin, um, okay, so the woman, I'm so bad with the names, but her husband was Robin Guthrie, the, the guitarist, bass Liz player. Liz Fraser? Yeah. Her, okay, so they had a baby, but they mm-hmm. got divorced because he had a heroin problem. And they wrote a song about their baby called yes. Pitch the Baby, yes. which I dug the song. I liked that song, too. I liked, like, all the songs. I really, there was no, at, at no point I was, like, felt like any of this was a chore. A lot, a lot of it for me felt like a chore. Really? But how, in different contexts. So at work, when I had it on, it was just fine background music. Mm-hmm. But if I was out walking my dog, for example, it felt like a chore. I had to skip through a lot of it. Yeah. What about you, Scott? I think I probably agree with that. I didn't spend a lot of time diving into the individual songs. Yeah. Like I, I was really, I'm, I'm working, so I'm really looking for the stuff that catches my attention. And like Emily said, as background music, it's pretty phenomenal. Yeah. It's weird, yeah. like, how people listen to music today. I, I don't know how kids do it. I mean. 100 Gex, baby. Oh, have you ever heard them? Yeah. Do you like them? The iPhone song. Me and me and my seven year olds on love. I gotta play this. I uh, I don't know. I just hate I hate TikTok so much. I think it. I'm with you. You joining Trump? Trying to get a band? Yes. It's Chinese security. <laughs> Is it called ringtone? iPhone. It's Rico nasty. Oh, I do know this song. We liked it. Yeah. Is that the you liked station it too? I, hear? I did like it. But this the, song. it's the hundred gex producer. I told you this I d- i'm just having like a you're like reverse engineering my memory of the song it's called reinception yeah i'm being reincepted Ten- you, have you, you've heard this you've played it at no. scott's it's good if i did i don't remember i would never have played this no, no. i played it for you i think the night oh, it came out was at the fire yeah that's this song yeah yes you were listening to this on repeat. <laughs> yeah, like five or six times. Three thirty a.m. It's only two and a half, probably. Yeah. Which one wasn't? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, this is a great is song. Not for I, me. I, I feel bad that I didn't remember it. Jason loves it. This is not for me. There's worse songs. <laughs> not in Emily's mind. Now, have well, you heard of yeah, Android? No. No, I just made that oh. up. <laughs> so, so, Pat, what are your other favorite hits? My other favorite. Well, I didn't focus on like hits or anything i just like copied made a playlist of the songs i really liked um i had tish bite off of milk and kisses i do have that listed all right with a lot of question marks on what the fuck a tish bite is (laughs) 
See, like, there I did is... I not have this listed. You know... All right, let's be critical for a second. Like, they do follow a formula. Like, it's a guitar that's like... Down, 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 yeah, it's, it's all like, very similar. Yeah. On this record, I thought the backing vocals, they really started looping her a lot more. Mm-hmm. I didn't love it. All right. I... Oh, we're back. Yeah, we're back, baby. That's This is the podcast life. You fly by the seat of your pants. Apparently. Um, sorry, I, I can take it out. Bite that tish. All right, let's... Scott, give me another song you like. The only... The rest of my top five we've covered, all I have is Kissed Out Red Float Boat off Bluebell Knoll, which I think was probably my second favorite album. song reminded me of the Yaz song, Only You. Okay, I don't know that one. Which was featured in uh, the British office when um, Don and Tim finally got together. What a pull. I... Leave it alone. <laughs> I it's the British Office I watched like when it was on, so it was a long time ago. But memorable moment. This is me. a cool song too. See, it's weird when you're a band like this that's so like I want to say unique and groundbreaking, but like you're doing two minute and fifty second pop songs. Is this float boat or what is this? This is a kissed out red float boat. Okay. So the thing with this band, though, is that a lot of the songs made me think of something else Mm -hmm. that I was more interested in leaving the current band to go. Like this, not this song in particular, this one reminded me of Yaz, but a lot of it reminded me of David Lynch. Okay. So I did, you didn't watch The Return yet, right? Twin Peaks The Return. So during that season of television, every episode had a musical interlude of a live band playing at the dive bar. And the, these guys would have fit perfectly in. He tried to get them. Did he? Into, I think it was uh, Blue Velvet. Okay. But the record producer, uh, Ivo Watts, whatever his name is, was asking for too much money. So he was out. But yeah, David Lynch loved these guys. And I, it makes yeah, sense. I did see he was, that. they were on the Lost Highway soundtrack. Right. Yeah, I did know that, which I've never seen it. I don't think I have either. I do know this song. Such a nice this song. This is a good song. It? Which one's this? This is the one from The Office. This is Yaz. Okay. It's a cool song. Um, But yeah, this was the thing. So a lot of these songs reminded me of other songs that I was like, oh, I haven't heard that song in a while. I'm going to go listen to that. Which is kind of the same as our reverse influence conversation. You don't know what came from where. Exactly. See, But but they all lead together. Is it hard to listen to a song like this without a sense of irony? No, not for me. Do you believe in, like, guilty but, musical pleasures? I don't really believe in the term guilty pleasure in general. Mm-hmm. Do you, Scott? I understand yes. the concept. <laughs> Scott's so, guilty about so all guilty. of Speaking as a, <laughs> a Taylor Swift stan over here. Yeah. <laughs> Minor Swifty. My, well, no, I don't agree with guilty pleasure. Like, you like something or you don't. Right. Like, where's the guilt? Oh, I judge myself harshly. <laughs> he likes a lot of bad stuff. Um, no, I mean. We also judge you harshly, too, Scott. It's fine. It is. I mean, I wouldn't. I don't think I could listen to Taylor Swift and be like, bright on, be proud of it. I don't know. This song is very 80s, whereas Cocteau Twins, yes, very 80s, but also contemporary in mm-hmm. some weird way. Yeah, yeah it definitely spans. Yeah. But eras. this song, it's just 
pure 80s love song, and it's beautiful. I think this is pretty timeless. The drums aren't shitty like a lot of 80s music was. Yeah. I think that... So no drummer for Cocteau Twins, right? Drum machine. Just drum machine. Just drum machine. Get those 808s going. Yeah. Let me play for you. It's a robot. <laughs> nice. Oof. <laughs> Oof. The only other song I had listed on, well, I had two on my songs to mention were Ivo, which I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Spell it. I-V-O, track one of Treasure. This was the first song that was like her voice. I don't know how she's doing it, but it's amazing. And it sort of made me question if she's drawing from like Scottish folk music. Yeah. Which I know from... Outlander, mostly, which, Pat, you have called Porn- old, la- old Lady Porn? Yeah, I it's think pornographic. It's, <laughs> it's a guilty pleasure. It's very filthy. But I tried to figure out if they were like if drawing from that at all, and I didn't see anything, so that mm-hmm. was all in my head. Um, I want to take a quick break. I'm going to pause it. Okay. Uh, we'll be back. AIDS. And we're back. Extremely back. We're very back. We just took a short break because we've done a lot for something. I wasn't worried about filling time, so to speak, but it's not tight. We can admit to that, which is how I want it to be. I want it to be more of like a referendum on music today. That is not what this was. <laughs> no, no. Well, that's, I just like talking about music. Which is fine, but what are we <laughs> referendering? Where, this is a state of the union for music okay. itself. Um, so Scott, you picked the song Ivo, right? I picked the song Ivo. Emily, you picked Ivo. Yet again, the females getting shortchanged oh in this my conversation. God. Are we going to edit out that misogynistic <laughs> stuff on the first part? Uh, yeah, Ivo, and then my last song was Donimo, which... That's the ending track to the album. To Treasure. Yeah. I, yeah. I, like, I like that, too. Amazing I thought, song. I thought Treasure was where they actually... The first two albums were really similar. Yeah, and, and then Treasure, Treasure was Treasure, they different. started to break it out a Domino, little bit. Domino... Donimo. That doesn't roll off the tongue. It's tough to say. I had to look at it multiple times to make sure I wasn't All right, mispronouncing let's it. play that. Um, so, so Treasure with Lorelei. I liked Amelia off of it, too. Uh, and then Don, Donimo. really good. I got a fun fact coming up. How do you spell it? D-O. Domino. Inverse the M and N in Domino. That's so, like, does not work for me. Embrace the dyslexia. <laughs> It's a it's a song with a lot of changes. It's a journey. The thing decided not to do it. I'm shocked that I was able to get this to work. There we go. Kind of jumped into it. So this is, at first listen, something that you would hear in a yoga class. Okay. And then it changes. Hot yoga or regular yoga? Hot yoga. Okay. Yeah, this is a sweaty one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it changes as it goes on and... The more it's again, the more you listen to it, it it builds. Yeah, it's good. I really thought it was a nice ending to an album. Yes, agreed. It's very cinematic, which leads into my fun fact. Okay, fun fact. Do you want to hear it? Do you know what it's going to be? I hope not. (laughs) Um, Well, I don't want to like skip. Let's get skip this ahead to like. I like this. See, like, once again, there's no part of the band that I... I like all of it. Yeah, but also this this fits as the ending to the album. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, as a single, it's probably not going to do a lot right. for you. If this came up in a playlist, I would probably skip to the next song. That's a good question. What would I do? I don't know. 
All right, I'm going to play a song. It's not a cock tau twin song. This is uh, cool. <laughs> All right, but this, Scott, you have to tell me what, what this is from. Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. It's got Elizabeth Fraser on it. I love how you asked Scott. Like, I am... <laughs> I, I would have no idea. Scott's my ring head. I didn't... <laughs> I'm sorry. Pat, I'm seeing a whole new side of you today no, that I don't know. This. This. <laughs> Oof, um, I thought <laughs> you guys can't see this, but I didn't think you, you liked should. the I didn't think you liked the movies. You're a million percent off on that. I, she Way loves off. them. Really? Yes. Interesting. That's on May. Well, she's on this. I think she even likes Arwen. I do. Upon again, upon multiple watches, I have. Where did they Arwen. film the the Fellowship of the Ring? Zealand. Yeah. Okay. All of it. Well, I think it's pretty cool that she did this. I didn't know. Yeah. This I'm is surprised. This is a fun fact for me. Good job. It's a little fun fact for Scott and Emily. Yeah. Thanks. Um, I apologize. An for you. <laughs> um, I'll read this other fun fact. Fraser and Guthrie, who had been a couple throughout their life of the Cocktail twins, <laughs> due to the pressure of business <laughs> and especially Guthrie's rampant drug abuse, their marriage was fraying. But they still made beautiful music together. Mm-hmm. And they signed a deal with Capitol Records to distribute their fifth album, 1988's Blue Bell Knoll in America. As we turn this up, the drama of the marriage. They gave it a go, man. They did it as long as they could. Yeah. I, I think they're both doing well not now. They still refuse to play together, though. They were supposed to get together in, what, 05 or 08? That's weird to me. And they can't. They had a whole tour planned out. I mean, that would have cost them like one and a half million dollars because she just couldn't go on stage with them anymore. Wow. That's pretty, pretty crazy. So I read an article from The Guardian and it was at least published in 2012. I don't know when the interview actually occurred. Did either of you read this? I I think think I I did read it, but I don't have it at the ready. So it's the one where they talk about that the Cocteau Twins isn't actually music to listen to, but quote, the records are made specifically for knobbing. And then Liz chimes in saying it's music to bonk to. So we have bonks, knobbing. So if you're going to like, per se, Which you know, brings shag. me back to my Lorelei is a sexy song. Maybe. But are you fucking to this? This is, this is still Lord of the, the Rings. Rings. <laughs> and Which, the answer is yes. Probably. <laughs> don't go there, Scott. And this... then in the same article, Liz... I'm going to call her Liz, like she's my buddy. Yeah, I didn't see Liz in any of the <laughs> text I read, but... She has a comment on football fans, Pat, for you. Mm-hmm. Well, and Scott. <laughs> Imagine it's just for me. Yeah. Here we go. Tables now it's a turn. This is a quote. She says, the ones with scarves and shit, I love those people. They're so calm. And then I think she was joking because they're talking about violence. And Robin says, violence, it's all right in its place but I'm anti-mindless violence, you know, like the police. Ah, I like her. I like that, that was too. Robin. That was uh, the guy. And then Liz, quote, sucks in her cheeks and says, oh, you're so wicked. What year was that? That must have been the... It says 2012. I don't know when the actual interview occurred, but it was oh. published in 2012. That sucks they couldn't get back together. I hate when you read that. Um, yeah. I, I think there's another band that refuses. Well, he's to... married with another woman and another kid now. Yeah. Still, though, it's like sad to me. What's she up to? Do we know? I'm not sure. I didn't see. Besides she, Lord of the Rings. She was on. That was 2001. She did stuff with the band Massive Attack. Um, yeah. She's still, I think she's still out there, but she's not. I, I, 
I, I don't know. Like this kind of music, I, what do you think it would work in any other like sort of like this is such it's strange music. It's very strange. Yeah. But now that song Pitch the Baby I played, it was written or at least sung to the couple's infant daughter. Frazier repeats, I'm so happy to care for you. I only want to love you as a sweet lullaby. Mm. That's very nice. Mm-hmm. I like that song a lot. As he's rolling up his sleeve? Yeah. <laughs> he's uh, just got a belt around his arm. It's sad. Eesh. Now, do you? we talked about whether or not you would like go back to this band. Mm-hmm. Um, did you discover any other bands while listening to them that you never heard before? No, just the Simple Minds mm-hmm. reintroduction. To, yeah. You know, that what about it. you, Scott? My Simple Mind did not allow me to <laughs> no. go okay. any further. I didn't really... I was expecting to get like sidetracked a lot. I do that so much. I got sidetracked a lot, but it was mostly with stuff that I already knew, with the exception of my Bloody Valentine, which I had never really heard. And, ah. I, and I checked out because they got brought up a lot with uh, Dream Pop. Mm-hmm. Shoegaze. Shoegaze, definitely. Yeah. Well, they they recorded an album, I think, two years ago, but it's not on Spotify. Oh. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard it then. Have you ever heard my Bloody Valentine? Yes. They're no, pretty good. No opinion. No opinion. Wow. <laughs> You're not on the stand right now, just so you know. <laughs> I plead the fifth. I have no opinion. <laughs> they're good. Um, when b- They're like a heavy band that's – they're not like – there's a lot of distortion. I don't think it works well in a pair of headphones, and I don't think it works well – yeah, it's not for me, really. Yeah, I can appreciate it, and it's in the music canon, but mm-hmm. not for me. Yeah. Um, well, let, let's try to wrap this up if we can. I mean, I think we picked a very ambitious first it band. It was an undertaking. Oh, last thing I want to say. So, Pat, you mm-hmm. brought up that the Deftones, in addition to covering Cocteau Twins, covered the, the Smiths. Yep. How do you think Morrissey feels about Cocteau Twins? In or out? Is there an answer to this? There is. He's out. He's a hard out. You know why? Because this band, to me, they seem like a socialist type band, politically. <laughs> and Morrissey is just such an outspoken populist that, and his, the Smiths are Morrissey. Right. I hear a band when I hear Cocktail Twins. Like, right. I hear no a band. Yeah. yeah. So he and I just think that he probably thinks they're like he's probably gonna be like oh. They're a load of shite. No, I'll tell you exactly what he thinks. He says, they make me vomit on sight. (laughs) I think there's a right way and a wrong way, and I think the Cocteau Twins have always applauded themselves for doing it the wrong way. They're outstandingly unappealing on every human level. They look awful, their interviews are awful, and their records are just utterly, utter stupidity. Wow. Now, that's a I feel like now you're making me think, like... This band, to me, I don't have any problem with them. They don't. No, I mean that—that that was shocking to me that someone was that vitriolic. Like them. we don't know what she's singing about, but it's not pretentious. No. Uh, do you feel like that? Feel like what? It's like a pretentious music. Which people could argue the yeah, Smiths are. The Smiths are the most I fucking like pretentious yeah. band of all time. <laughs> I'm anti-Morrissey. I mean, I'm mad now. You got me fired <laughs> up. I just think that's such like a... It's just... It's ill-informed. Granted, I wasn't around with... I, so this was from a Spin interview in 1991. Oh, God. They hadn't even released fucking... Conducted by a young Andy Heaven Greenwald. Heaven in Las Vegas <laughs> was 1990. So, oh, okay. Yeah, it was post that. I, I, you know what? It's jealousy. Right it after, has yeah, to Yeah, right after their best album. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Were they on? I forget what record label the Smiths were on. I, that's, he fucking sucks. I'm so, <laughs> I'm so over it. Like, I'm not a big Smiths fan. I don't have a Smith sister. A Smith no. story. I Smith do story. Like them. I I like every. I mean, Shoplifters of the World Unite is like one of my favorite songs. Um, but it's like stuff like that. Like that makes me hate them. Like his stupid political opinions. Now he's pro Brexit. Right. He wore a white supremacy pin or something. I mean. I'm not a big art. I can't look. I can't look at the art over the artist. I will never watch another Woody Allen so, movie. So, but what about Ryan Adams? You're okay with so? I don't really listen to him that much anymore. That's not see true the heartbreak because I did. <laughs> I spied on your Spotify account because you're public. Yeah. And he's up there. <laughs> Wait. Well, yeah, he's gonna be because I listen to tons. Um, did you listen to it recently? Listen to what? That means, sorry, did you look at my Spotify recently? Yeah, because I wanted to see if we were on the same wavelength. I was testing with a playlist that they were on. Uh, oh, shit. <laughs> I, I don't really listen that much anymore. And trust me, I think about it all the time. That was devastating news. I'm sorry. When As you, is all the Harry Potter, J.K. Rowling. That might be worse. It's just, You know what? It's, it's bad. Do you see the new thing she's doing? Yes. <laughs> did you see it? I, Describe it. So... Is it the the man dressing up yeah, as a woman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm guessing it's, I don't know because I haven't looked into it because I am horrified, but mm-hmm. she has another series that she writes under a pen name called Robert Galbraith. Okay. Um, I don't remember the series name. The first book is called Cuckoo's Calling, but it's a mystery series, and I believe that the next book in that series is about a guy who dresses up as a woman in order to then infiltrate and and access other women to then murder right is that am i getting that yeah right? and that's that's like bathroom panic right that's that's it's plain and simple that's like a kid going into a bathroom and seeing somebody with male genitalia so and it's also she fucking sucks too i hate her i know it's gone downhill fast it's just every new piece of information that comes out is bad it yeah it's uh it's very discouraging and to be so proud on online about it yeah at least morrissey isn't really on twitter or anything but no small victories i guess so but jk rowling she's fucking posting constantly yeah you gotta yeah, stop yeah. posting digging yourself deeper and deeper all right so why don't we we'll do a quick quick run through of three more songs what's what song do you want to listen to we've covered all mine um scott you got one Let's see. The other ones I got listed here are Multifoiled, Amelia, and Athol Bros. Well, we played Athol, Athol Bros. Bros. I liked. Okay. Uh, we'll do Amelia. Oh, what about um the songs to the Siren oh. that she recorded with this Mortal Coil? Yeah. Oh, okay. Is it like a metal song? No, no. It's a cover of a Tim Buckley song. But it's pretty popular. Yeah, so... This Mortal Coil is not a metal band? No. Huh. no. It's, it was a project. It's like a super group. And... But the whole band recorded it, right? Yeah. It was kind of... I, didn't I swear to God, it. if you told me like they were like a death metal band, I would have believed you. I'd it's same. a good name. It's a Tim Buckley song. I was I, listening to Jeff. I think so. It, it is, yeah. I was listening to Jeff Buckley today. Which I like the Tim Buckley version better than this, if I'm being I've honest. never heard Tim Buckley before. I... So this is her? Yeah. This is Liz? It is. She's singing real words. It's a cover. She has a lyric sheet to follow. Yeah. She has a fucking great voice. 
she really does, and she knows how to use it. Mm-hmm. I wonder what she was doing before, like, she joined the band, like, musically. I don't think she was doing anything. So, do you think this style of singing was popular? It's obviously incredibly difficult to do. Yeah. I, have you ever heard the band Clannad? No. They're a Celtic band. I think Enya was in them, and they were popular in the 80s. It definitely existed. But pop, like, and I, I don't think... Well, you look at Dolores O'Rourdon. Reardon. 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 Yeah. Zombie. what she ended up doing with yodeling and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's in the same vein. Definitely. Yeah. That's a, I never thought that could be a whole separate podcast. Famous yodelers. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I mean, this is, this is pretty great. It's not for me, but I can, I can respect it. I can see myself listening to this. Sitting down, yeah. strapping the belt on. Yep. It's very sad. Just picking up a bag down the street, coming back. One of the things from the Simon interview was kind of how emotional and sad a lot of the songs are. And you're putting them together, and you're happy you're doing it, but just the emotional resonance of each thing really stuck with him. Like, he had specific memories for almost every song. Hmm. Yeah, that's like a... It's weird when you discover a band and you're not like this would be a whole separate thing. It's like bands that you were like following like during their rise and right. you know I don't really listen to a lot of new bands nowadays. Really? Because you've spouted off like ten in this he's podcast. Completely lying. <laughs> no, like I don't follow like maybe because how music is released differently now, but there aren't bands like this is their first album. I'm definitely being fed music through like a different, whether it's a website or like as play- opposed to a magazine or word of mouth or I would find late bands night, late night radio on AF. Uh, dude, what nocturnal, nocturnal emissions oh, on yeah. BCN, um, VH1 late night. They always played old music videos, so this is where I discovered the replacements when I was seventeen. Was it I the think? Bastards of Young video? It was Alex Chilton. Oh, uh, how that? What was that video? It was like a live. Okay. On stage, thing. Pat doesn't like that song. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shocked you even know that I like that song. <laughs> You've belted it out. Oh yeah. Many hey, time. here's a off topic. Was it yeah. on Guitar Hero? No. no. I don't. Maybe. Think. Look it up. Were the replacements on Guitar Hero? A lot of indie bands were. Yeah, so but I don't remember them. This is now a Guitar Hero podcast. <laughs> I like that phone case. That doesn't seem very like you to have a case like that. I'm fucking mixing it up, man. <laughs> He's full of surprises. Know, it is. Um, okay. Utopia Avenue. Yeah. Why, what do you think they sound like? So they're often equated to Pink Floyd. Okay. Right? Um, but like a more rock Pink Floyd. So less psychedelic, mm-hmm. more rock. I never they, the really. The thing li- is, they're supposed to sound like something unto themselves, like something that we've never heard. Ah, uh, I feel bad. I'm at the part where they wouldn't uh, release "Abandoned Hope." Is that they they released "Abandoned Hope" as the single, and it kind of tanked. Yeah. But they're still getting famous. I don't know. It's a weird because the way it jumps around is like a little confusing. Yeah. I finally like figured out like there'll be a scene where they're like talking to a record label exec. And then they'll ha- each have their own flashback. It's kind of weird. Okay. So it wasn't Rock Band. It wasn't Rock Band. Yeah. Well, let's let's wrap this up for the third time. Uh, 
I think this went well. I think that if you're a fan of the band, you'll probably fucking hate this. <laughs> I think you'll hate it if you're not a fan. <laughs> <of the band. laughs> I don't know. It's very specific. We liked it. I like. I love to. I love we talking. We did it for us. We did it for us. Uh, I think we'll probably do something else. My idea is maybe idea. a record. My idea is maybe a record I've never heard before. Yeah. So that you've never heard or never heard of. I think we do Rolling Stone top 500 record we've never heard before. Okay. okay. And we'll probably have another guest. Although I think Scott killed it. I think he was a great co-host. Um, well, I hope you guys had fun. Uh, yeah, it was fun to uh, check out this band. I think that it's. I definitely will be listening to them again. And uh, we'll leave you with, why don't we do a little... Can we get more? one right name pronunciation from you just one you realize this is like my thing not pronouncing <laughs> shit right give us one cocktail twins uh, that no. <laughs> it's fine it works all right well uh we're gonna play one last song um what i are will you closing on i'm gonna close on ella mega last burls forever don't know this one was this a single uh it's off of bluebell knoll uh, the so later we'll- albums i didn't really do as big of a deep dive on yeah well guys thanks for being here if you listen to this (laughs) well thank you too godspeed Uh, all right see you guys later goodbye